Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's um, Monday, I guess it's Tubishmat. And uh, I'm going to see if I can do something about the Parsha last week. Um, whew, last week, I did two on the Parsha. Mr. Um, Fancy were kind of to sponsor. We'll see how things go this week. Uh, uh, the sponsors today are Ari and Heather Elbaum. They're kind enough to be sponsoring in, me- in my brother's memory. As I mentioned yesterday, T.B. Schwartz is yard site, 22 years. And very grateful. And without that, let's get to work. I did last week the second one about uh, the water and the uh, hitting the rock and all that. And I said, if you have a good answer, send it to me. And a number of people sent answers. I don't know. I mean, some were very ingenious and some were actually meteorological. And I mean that seriously. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for the home run. You know what I mean? Something that'll say, oh. Um, but that's just me. You know, all you ever, all you ever do is just... What, what, what hits me, I have a particular temperament, and I read the Midrashim in a certain way, maybe not exactly like others, maybe yes, maybe no, um, I ran into somebody yesterday, Yehuda Leib, uh, Bim, he's writing a whole book now, uh, on a very from interpretation of Midrashim, I guess something along the morale style or whatever, um, not exactly my Mahal, but he's going to send me a copy and we'll see what he has. Anyhow, um, this week, of course, is Parshas Yisra. As we know, I'm, I know I've covered this many times in the past, so i got to be careful not to repeat something I've said over. It just sticks in the mind. Uh, but uh, it's, of course, the story of the Ten Commandments and what comes after that. And indeed, I mentioned last week, what's the shot with Rafidim? It says, they, they marched from Rafidim. They eventually came to Midbar Sinai, and the famous Pusik is Vayachanu ba Midbar Vayichan Yisrael Negad Ahart. Hear those words? Vayachanu and the Vayichal. So you're changing your verbs in the middle. Vayachanu means they encamped, and Vayichal, he encamped, or a singular unit encamped. Uh, and that's the basis of the famous Rashi that says that, uh, you know, Belevichal Kishachal. Vayichal, for a rare moment in history, a unique moment. Jews actually got united. It doesn't say why, right? And I guess you'd have to try to tie that with uh, either, in other words, if you want to divide Torah for this Shabbos to make up on your own, you'll have to tie it either by juxtaposing it with the story of Yisro and his visit to Moses immediately preceding this. I can't see how that would result in you know, Kisha Chabalevachad or uh, the battle with Amalek. Again, I can't quite, I mean, there probably is easier to make a, a case of that. I know the Meshachachma has this uh, famous word where he said, you know, the people were already more into Yahushua because he's the one who defeated um, Amalek. I get it that Moshe raised his hands. I, I know the Puzzle too. But if you're there and you see the battle, and, you know, <laughs> see this guy sitting on the back with his hands up and hands down, and Mashen, can you see another guy in the front lines chopping and cutting and taking it on the, on the shield? So he's like, yes, 
Joshua was the man. Uh, therefore, Hashem said, You can look it up yourself in the Medish Chachma. I'm not interested in going in there. Uh, <coughs> there is a cute Nitziv. There usually is. And he said, <laughs> Remember, he was Rosh Hashiva and Arov, and he came from a millionaire family and a highly elite family. Um, the Nitziv. Highly elite family. And, um, <laughs> the VIPs got special uh, postings adjacent to the mountain. Everybody else encamped farther away from the mountain. If you understand Yisrael to refer to the elites, that is a mahalach, by the way. That sometimes there's one way of reading Old Psukim that Ha'am is the Hamon Am, and Yisrael is like the elites of one sort or another. There is a way of, of you know, I, I mean, I've heard many observations along those lines over the years. So you could say, Vayachanuba Midbar, Vayichan Yisrael, Negada Hart. The real Frumis, or better yet, the real um, spiritual types, or maybe I'm wrong, maybe the leaders of the tribes, in order that, you know, if you want everybody to agree in getting the Torah, it has to be Mizrachvant. <laughs> See, the original Mizrachvant is Vayichan Yisrael, Negada Hart. That's just a cute line. <laughs> you know, I know if it's, uh, that's what it says. It's, it's just a cute line. Even in Har Sinai, there was a Mizrachvant. <laughs> you understand? Uh, and you had to know the right protection to get, uh, you know, against the mountain. Negative heart. Uh, but the more famous one is the Medish Rab, the Rashi quotes. I remember years ago when Barak Ehubarak became the Prime Minister of Israel, he said, I want to be Kishach Ablevachad, even a totally non from guy. I heard of that one. Right? And what it says is that, uh, you know, it's a paraphrase. Rashi was a paraphrase, of course. And ki uh, shark which is quite a statement. All the other places when the Jews were marching around was tarumas machlekes. It's full of birching and complaints and this and that and the other. The usual Jewish stuff that you and I are familiar with, okay? Um, which therefore means something that's theologically quite profound. We don't know. I mean, it's hard to second guess this because with God, you know, He's got all the tricks in the sleep, you know. You know. But nevertheless, y- you're left with the following feeling: that the Jews are marching around. Hashem could have given them the Torah wherever He felt like. Alternatively, He could have gotten them to Harsina by a different route and got them there early if that's what He wished to do. Um, it sounds like He was waiting for a rare moment. You know, one of the reasons they're marching around is to get an Isha Chabalevachad moment. Which is interesting because the 40 years in the desert afterwards has to do with the Maraglim. But the many, um, what's the right word, encampments before Harsinai is not a Vort Maraglim. There's no Maraglim yet. Uh, There's a good Vort for the Sephira. So why did they go to this place and this place and this place till they finally got to Harsinai? You know? Like, what's the what, what what's going on over there? And the answer is, it's it's not... A matter of miraglim, it's a matter you're looking for a moment of achdus. And it's so hard with the Jews. When you get it, you capitalize on it. And it didn't last long. And anybody's ever had to deal with a shul, with a group, with a school, with, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay? You cannot get the Jews. Total unanimity. That's a Gaisha thing. Jews, you can't get total unanimity. Um, even if 
total unanimity enables you to reach a goal beyond any hasaka you could have. If they did Keisha Chablevachad, then what it means is this tribe was three feet ahead of the next tribe, but he didn't care. And this guy got a special position, and they didn't care. And I just said before, like the Nitziv, the VIPs got it by the Mizrachavat, and nobody minded. <laughs> when do you ever get that? Now, it's a tremendous wisdom. Because they didn't mind, they got an unbelievable prize beyond any Hasaga, beyond any other prize, because they got the Torah. That's what that means. Isha Chablevachad isn't stam a phrase. Isha Chablevachad means people had theoretical tainus because whenever you have 600,000 men and this and that and the other, you have pecking order questions. That's just the way it is. And especially after Yisro, who said Noble Tibol and all that business, it wasn't simple for Moshe Rabbein to run the operation. Uh, even Yisro shut up with complaints. That's the story. I did that, I think, last year or two years ago. You know, the father-in-law shows up with the complaints. <clears throat> it's not easy to get the Achdus. Uh, and it's rare. But the story then is sublime. If people can put away petty stuff compared to the bigger prize, the bigger prize makes all the petty stuff look stupid. So let's say you didn't sit in the Mizrachmanah, but the Jewish people got the Torah. <laughs> That's the supreme prize. That's the supreme prize. Okay? And theologically, it shows you something, which is, now I'm going to flip it backwards, like an alumdusha style. You see, but I'm serious about this. You see that Ke'isha Chablevichad is a Tanai in Kabbalah Satoru. <laughs> you get it? That's what you see. You cannot get a successful Kabbalah Satoru until you get complete unanimity or achdus among the Jewish people. Unanimity might not be the right word, um, but achdus, the reason I say this is because achdus can denote that different people have different roles, but everybody's okay with their assigned role, and they're not going to be like Kairach angry at somebody else's role, why didn't they get that? You understand? Uh, they're still with Moshe, they're still with the Nesim, now thanks to Yisro, they set up another elite of judges, sorry, I love them, sorry, I may have some of this kind of stuff, everybody's now got an official position, all the rest of it, they didn't care, you know? So let this guy be appointed the judge, and let this guy be the, doesn't matter. That's a high madrega. You and I know today, a successful marriage, or a successful friendship, is where there's going to be some inequality or something like that. And they'll say, oh, you know, it's all right, I'm a vater. You know, like that, right? The girl that talks like that, the guy that talks like that, chances are that's your successful marriage. I'm a vater because you want to know why? Compared to the goal of successful marriage, this particular issue don't matter that much. I, you wanted to go to Florida and she wanted to go to here. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's nothing, but all right. You get it? All right, so it ain't worth the machlokes. I'll say it again, it's not worth the machlokes. So I'm, I'm not being a, a, a tzaddik, just a, a clever calculator of self-interest. That's what you see over here. And the self-interest is that if we all get along, then the totality of us, the, the, the unit, gets incredibly higher reward that applies to everybody. In this case, the, the, the Torah itself. Because that is the story of how the Jews got the Torah. And it sounds like they wouldn't have gotten it if they hadn't gotten a moment of Isha Kabbalevachad. <laughs> it's funny. Now, ever since then, there's never been again Isha Kabbalevachad. It's like Rashi says, Tarumus and Machlekes. 
And even though we all joke about it and this and that and the other, I get it, you know, two Jews, three opinions, etc., etc. Uh, believe me, you know, if you're in the claw business, you know this. Um, but having said that, it's a big shame uh, if we could, different groups, you know, bury their stuff, or whatever the expression is, for then the answer is, then Shema Minah, we see amazing things happening. This is a theological principle of Judaism. It's one of them that is never activated. You'll see the from groups or anti-from groups or whoever want to push their own agenda and the devil take the hindmost and act with everybody else. I want to push this way. This one wants to push this way. And so everybody believes like this. It should be Ishechad, Levechad, my way. So Lubavitch will say, everybody should become Lubavitch. This Avad Yosef says, everybody should become Sephardim. The reformers, everybody should become reform or liberal. This one say this, and that one say that. No one's got the Isha Chabalevachad, which is to say, you transcend that junk. I'm okay if you do this, you do this. We want to come together with Kali Throw. Listen, you like green, I like pink. What's the problem? You understand? You like uh, this type of pants, I like that type of pants. You get what I'm saying? Isha Chabalevachad doesn't mean everybody has to like the same colors. It doesn't mean everybody has to dress the same. It doesn't mean everybody has to like the same artwork or stuff like that. You don't even have to like the same safer. Okay? I never understand people say so every safer they do, they, they read, they like. There's no such thing like that. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. You know? Some people, like I said before, are always going to be attracted to a native type thing. That's fine. Another type of guy will be adjacent to a morale type thing. That's also fine. The two are not identical, but it's okay. Another guy might like this thing, another like that thing. For all I know, they might like, what's her name? You know, the uh, Chamalibwitz. That's okay. You, you get it? You, but but if the minute you start dissing me, which is what you do, you don't have Isha Chablevechad. The minute you have some criticism or something like that on a preference, you don't have Isha Chablevechad. And if you do that, then you cut off the chances for getting the Torah. Now, the question is, in my mind, how long did this Isha HaBalevachad last? And the reason I say it is because there are going to be the Ten Commandments, as we all know. Just to remind us, once again, of the basic chronological framework, if it's possible to reconstruct it, because there are gaps and difference of opinion on certain details. But roughly speaking, what happens on Shavuos uh, in this week's Parsha? Uh, they had the revelation of Mount Sinai in which the Ten Commandments are given. No, they're not. The Ten Commandments are pronounced. Okay? It's not even clear if it was two and eight or all ten. The Ten Commandments are pronounced. Then Moshe goes up for 40 days and 40 nights. The end of this Parsha. Moshe Nikash El Ha'arafel, etc. And he comes down with physical tablets, not on Shavuos, but in Shavuos of Thomas. So that's supposed to be the day of Kabbalah Satora, I guess. Um, Shavuos would be Matan Torah, in the sense of it's being pronounced, you know. But there's nothing physical happening. The only physical part comes on, um, what do you call it, on Shavuos Thomas. Of course, we all know that when Moshe finally gets the physical tablets in Shavuos Thomas, the Jews by that time make the golden calf. And therefore he breaks those tablets and that's gone. 
And then Moshe has to go into 80 days, 40 and 40. Um, to know he has to start davening, you know, by Yichal Moshe and, and all that. Um, from Shabbos of Thomas, on, on 40 days, if you count forward, they'll be bringing it to the Rosh Chodesh Elul. And that was necessary to prevent God and his anger from killing the Jews. And then he starts a third round of 40 days to try to get a second pair of Luchos, which he succeeds in, on what you and I call Yom Kippur. So the Luchos that we have are not from Parshish Yisro at all, right? Parshish Yisro is one grand failed attempt. Now, it doesn't take away from the splendor of the occasion. I know that. But it does take away from 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 uh, the long-term grandeur of the occasion when you realize that what we have in this week's Parsha was a failed attempt. Hashem wanted to get the Jews on board. It, it, he chopped the Rhine because of Kisha Chabalebechad. And there, by the way, there are Midrashim like this. Uh, let me see over here. Uh, uh, I'm looking in. Um, here we go. I'm looking in my rusty, trusty, uh, uh, what do you call it? Torah Shlema, you know, Menachem uh, Kasher. He's quoting from the Tanchuma Yoshan. You look at the Pasuk if you want to, you know, you can get in Hebrew books, I'm sure. Page uh, Nundal. And the original, this is what Rashi, uh, you know, copied out of. Uh, God wanted to give the Jews the Torah. Okay, so if I take that plainly, that's very interesting. It's Marcus Bechorus, Paro cracked, Paro pajamas middle of the night. Get out of here. The Jews leave and have the experience of Damasa. And all that. It's a supreme moment, no question about it. You have the Malchamovas there killing the Egyptians, Bechoreim, Harakta, you know, Galta, whoever. And then, um, however it goes. And, excuse me. Still have a cold. It's just, so again, I'm reading Tamakoma here. Because Shakarish Bogolin totally throw the Shashi out to Mitzrayim. So that would have been a grand moment. You know, I mean, we all say the moment he sees Mitzrayim, it's a peak experience, Gilu Shrina, etc., etc., which it was, Hakomodim. So that would have been the moment to get the Torah. Very good. The only thing is, but they were full of machlekes. So, in other words, they cheapened the occasion. Had the Jewish people marched out, unified, out of Egypt, when the Egyptians were unified in respecting them and kicking them out, telling them what to leave, that would have been a moment appropriate to giving the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> in that case, the Ten Commandments would have given, be given, I don't know, something like at the border of Egypt. Whatever Hashem told them at the burning bush would have given somewhere in the border of Egypt, which is interesting. By the way, that would be totally cool. Okay? Suppose they gave the, the Ten Commandments on the Gvul of Mitzrayim. Think of the second version of the Ten Commandments. Uh, you know, How's it go? You know, 
as they cross the border from Avdus Lacheris, as they cross over from Egypt into the Sinai, which is empty land, they were to get a Shabbos. And from that point of view, you know, uh, you could see the grandeur of it. Mamsh, the day you got out of Egypt, you got Shabbos. That's one Mahalakin, which is Zachar B'Shamar. Uh, those of you who are into these Torah types, I mean, you can do a lot with what I just said. Anyhow, uh, but they were fighting with each other. And they're always borching the Moshe. Let's go back. Because of water, because of the man, because of this, because of that. There's always quarrels. Finally got to a place where everybody was a good achas. Okay? A good achas. And Hashem said like this, Omar Kadosh Baruch Right? So in other words, Hashem says, the Torah requires peace. And, um, which is interesting, because a lot of times the Torah is the thing that causes machloikas. But it depends on the guy who's manipulating the Torah, you know what I mean? Now it depends how you're interpreting the Torah and applying it. Theoretically, according to the theory, the Torah is supposed to be applied in such a way that there are many cases in the Gemara, I know you know this, Many of you listening are familiar, you know, with the principle drachah darchinom that we uh, <laughs> that we say over here. But you can always flip it. Who was Ray Rottenberg? Somebody told me years ago. This, who was it? <laughs> he says uh, some Satmar guy cussed that place, Ben Gurion, and the other guy said, "I said, but have to He says, "Yeah, Borlo Misa Yafa." You know, you can always flip it. You get it. But if you get really past the petty junk, and you have Vayichin Yisrael Negar Kisha Chavlevi Chadashem, so this is the opportunity. So what this is Mashma is today in the year twenty twenty two, or Tavshin Pei Beis. If you could, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, if you could get all the Jews, right, or even Rove, maybe I don't know, get all the Jews Kisha Chavlevi Chad, we see amazing things happening. You know, the Arabs would fold, the Iranians would melt, the Hezbollah would go out of business. The other one would do this. Here's a better one. If I was God, I'd do like this. They figure out how to make uh, cars run on air. And then all the Arabs can take all the oil and whatever. <laughs> okay, that'd be the best. Uh, that's the best. But we can't get Kishikha, believe it. You can't even get it in the from community. Right? Sometimes you can't even get it within each aid or within the from community. You see? It's always subdividing, subdividing, subdividing into competing groups. So there's a problem. Okay, now the thing I'm saying is like this: How long did this moment of unity act last? And is it connected? Again, this is something I'm throwing out at you. Is this connected to the fact that they got the water out of the, the rock? I don't know, um, because it said they got from Rafinim, and, and not long afterwards, so maybe when they come opposite the mountain, they see the, the huge water supply. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just throwing that out, but. <coughs> How long does it last? It doesn't last too long. So I want to be very clear about this. It doesn't say that everybody came in a from mood. It doesn't say that. It says, They came in an achdus mood. And there are many times, and many chazals that say, Hashem prefers achdus to frumkai. Chabor Ephraim Matzab, Machal or something like that. Where they say Acha was better than, than David Amel because they had Achdus and that. You know, you'll find many Chazals like that. Now, it doesn't make sense. 
It's better peace to be from than, than to be anti-from and, 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 and be united in the anti-from kind. I may be wrong. We're dealing with mystical insights here, Rebbe Sike. You're dealing with mystical insights, and they don't lend themselves to these, you know, yeshiva shit type of, you know, try to dialectically reconcile everything. The Jewish religion is bigger than logic. I, I, I just said something profound. The Jewish religion is bigger than logic. Even though the Talmud study is all organized around logic, yes, that is true, but it, it, that that doesn't comprehend the totality of the whole business. And when we see over here, however long it lasted, you have Kisha Chab Levachad, so um, uh, that itself was the thing that got him the Torah. Ad Kedei Kach, now listen closely, Ad Kedei Kach, that because of their unity and that sort of thing, even because of that alone, and not their Amuna, because you'll see in a second their Amuna wasn't there, they were able to get the Ten Commandments. Okay? They will get the Ten Commandments. And Hashem was willing to do it. And this is a famous um, Tosefta, Brisa, but it's a, I mean, it's an origins Tosefta, um, in Baba Kambat, I've quoted, I know, in past years, and is, you know, the most remarkable Chazal uh, of all, where it see where it says, uh, this is Tosefta, I don't know, Perk Zion in Baba Kama, and uh, it's in Tess, so the one preceding one says, Sheba Ganovim Hain, there's different types of Ganovim, uh, one is Donav Das Abrios, and so on and so forth, and they give you various cases from the Bible, and then in Tess, the Chaim Matsinu, um, I'm reading the Tosefti, or not me. They tried to do Geneva's Adat. They lied to God where they wanted to. Now, Bitchu means because you can't lie to God. In other words, I can't really deceive you. I can lie. I can't deceive you. So the language is very wonderful. Donav Das. If I'm dealing with Hashem, I can't be Donav your Das because you're smarter than me. But it, the attempt is what I'm talking about. Whoa! So when they see Nasim Nishma, which is supposed to be the peak experience in this week's Parsha, Nasim Nishma, um, they were lying. They didn't intend to do Nasim, they didn't intend to do Nishma. <laughs> okay? Now, that means... Now, by the way, obviously it doesn't mean everybody, but let's put it this way. Moshe Rabbeinu was a from guy. Aaron was a from guy. Nachshim Menemenon was a from Yeah, it's not true. It means that everybody was lying. But there, there were plenty that were. It's not true that Vayichin Yisrael and they a heart. No, yes, it is true. So what do you do with this? Achdus they had, and Muna and Frumkite and the Frum stuff they didn't have. And Hashem was okay with it. Meaning... Listen to the language over here. It's quite remarkable. And God played um, dumb. That's what that means. He played as if he, as if, in other words, as if he was um, fooled by what they were saying. They were gun of his das, he was nignav Now, obviously, not really. You know, Hashem is Hashem. But he played along, because he says to Moshe, now this is in Devarim, the other version of the story, Remember, he said, Hashem said, I wish they were holding by this Madrig of Yira all the time. 
One madriga of euro. When they said nafsimus, they were lying. Now, I repeat, plenty of people meant it, but plenty of people did not. So Hashem is referring to them. In Tomashena Goli, I call Goli of, what do you, t- you, you, you think for a second Hashem was fooled by them? Ain't I call Goli of, you don't think Hashem knows everything? It's a pasuk in Tilim in, in the seventy eighth Psalm. They lied with their mouths. It says and with their tongues they uh, practiced cause of. Their hearts weren't really in it. So knows when you read these psukim, and I think I did this last year in Capital uh, Ayin Ches in the seventy eighth Psalm. You'll see the juxtaposition of verses are they lied to him. That Hashem, being a Rachum, he was okay with it. Okay, he was okay with it. Now, what does it mean he's okay with it? The Achdus is the supreme value. The Isha Chabalevachad was of such a power upstairs to Hashem. Not, you know, you and I are human beings, we have our way of looking at things. And I must say, me, myself, and I, everybody else, you say it's disgusting. How can people say to them they lie to God and all the rest of it? And like I said before, if people all got together and say we have a national and international um, uh, brotherhood of Jews to be Michal Shabbos this week, everybody, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite of that rabbi in South Africa. Remember, he said, "Let's everybody keep Shabbos this week." You saw that. What's in Goldstein or something? Remember, let's everybody keep Shabbos one week. Now you're going to have the opposite. This week, everybody should be Michal Shabbos, right? But Kishah Habelevachad. Sounds of like you know Hashem. So at least if they really are mamish in Achdus, and they feel a brotherhood with each other and a kinship, you know I can handle that, which is counterintuitive to the way we usually feel. So I'm simply pointing out, and I want to stay my time, that we don't pay enough. In my opinion, we don't pay enough attention to this vayichan Yisrael and they get a heart. This uh, this Achdus uh, uh, business, and I would even if I was. Being semi-Hasidic, I would say, Vayichin Yisrael, Negedahar. Negedahar means against the mountain, because that's what we just said. He said, you know, they said they were going to Das Elyon. Negedahar, they were going against everything the mountain stood for. Harsin is supposed to stand for Kabbalah Zatorah, but they were um, doing the opposite, but it was okay. We see it was okay, because Hashem gave them the Ten Commandments in. Right? Now, what the Chazal mean is that this Emuna problem carried within it the seeds of self-destruction. Because they make a golden calf. You get it? And I remember, I don't have it in front of me, the Medish Robin Kisi, so you could read pretty much directly like that. You see the the seeds of trouble ahead. So in other words, Achdus is a fantastic thing. And it is. And I don't mean that, you know, in a cliche way. It's an unbelievable thing. It's very hard to attain. That shows you how Gavaldic it is. Tate Sahara is so so in charge of anti-Achdus, a period, that there ain't no way today you can get the Jewish people together. It's almost a joke even to suggest it, which is very sad. It was very sad. Okay? So you don't need a Malcha Mavis, you just need a Malcha period. And it seems that the Malcha period is actually stronger than the Malcha Mavis. <clears throat> okay? And it's so easy to introduce the Malcha period, because after you say, he said this about you, you said this about him, you know, we all know the story about Aaron going from one person to the other, being road of Shalom. It's a darn sight easier to do the opposite of Aaron, isn't it? You know, go to Reuben and say, Shimon spoke this against you. Go to Shimon and say, Reuben, I ain't met too many people in my life that are like Aaron. I've met plenty of people all the time that are like the anti-Aaron. Okay? Um, so now, maybe 
Aaron, who was there at Harsina, of course, number two to Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, maybe Aaron was a Rodev Shalom because of this very vort. You understand? Because of this very vort. Because he perceived, you know, let me put it this way, he made the golden calf. He was aware of the uh, theological issues that are in, in there, as I said before. He also saw that they got the Ten Commandments, that Hashem gave him the Torah, with all the issues going along with it. And then he must have been blown away. So look at this, Kama Godel, Kawach HaShalom. That's what it sounds like to me anyway. So there's more to pursue in this subject, but I think you're intelligent enough to uh, um, to figure the rest out of your own. I'm serious, you know, to pursue this subject on your own. Go look up at all you did before Shema, even in Yisrael, they get a heart, but the plain Pashim shot, in my mind, speaks louder than uh, a lot of uh, just uh, commentaries. Anyway, once again, I want to thank Ari and Heather Elbaum uh, for sponsoring today, especially in the art of my brother. And with that, I wish everybody a good week. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.